Welcome to the podcast for Windsor Road Baptist Church. Prepare your heart to receive God's message. Good morning. It's good to finally um, be um, preaching to you um, after a few months. So yeah, I'm very excited. And yeah, thank you again um, just for the opportunity for me to learn and grow um, in this skill. So yeah, I'm really, really grateful. Um, Beautiful. Um, The other day I was overwhelmed. Um, I live in the city and I was studying with a friend at QUT and then we were walking back past Government House and then all of a sudden we ended up in this protest. In the middle of this big protest there was signs, there was banners, there was people everywhere yelling. It was very overwhelming. There was even this big speaker, I don't know what song it was but it was pretty, oh my goodness. (laughs) And then um, we got back and we were like, whoa, that was crazy. Um, if you've been watching the news, it is overwhelming. Um, if it's not about one thing, it's about the other thing. If it's not about um, the floods, it's about Europe. If it's not about Europe, it's about COVID. If it's not about COVID, it's about another story. If it's about, not about that, it's about another story. Um, it can get quite overwhelming. Um, sometimes in the communities we find ourselves in during the week, it can be overwhelming as well. Um, For me in the city too, walking past countless homeless people, uh, walking past people that are living very corrupt lives and it's so evident in their faces, I find that very overwhelming personally. Perhaps for you, it might be in your workplace, um, that prayer time might have been good for you, just realising what might be overwhelming for you at the moment. Um, It's overwhelming that these events and these things are the fallout of our fallen world. But it overwhelms me more when I don't recognise that the cause behind these things is the activity of evil. That the cause of some of these big problems is a sense of evil at work behind them. And I get overwhelmed, and I think we all do. We get overwhelmed when we we see evil at work in our world. I wonder why this reality catches me off guard sometimes, especially when the Bible talks from um, start to end of this conflict between God, what is good, and um, what is evil. So it's in the scriptures, but it does overwhelm me at times, particularly in the New Testament. In the first century Palestine, demon possession was particularly overwhelming. It was overwhelming for their communities and a big problem that was certainly the visible manifestation of evil. I wonder how the Jews may have responded to seeing someone possessed by a demon. I wonder if the Jews would have had a similar reaction that we might have today. Being a very religious people, I think the Jews would genuinely have been aware of evil, but it seems that they did not know what to do when it came to demon possession particularly. You read stories of when people's diagnosed as being possessed, they're often tied up and um, locked away, or they're cast out of the village. People just don't know what to do with demon possession in the Bible. It's likely that they may have turned to the Pharisees, but even the Pharisees were overwhelmed and had no answers. Perhaps people would pray, but nothing would happen. Before Jesus, the Jews would never have seen a demon being cast out of someone. Now, what is your response to demon possession? Does it overwhelm you, being a first, 21st century Christian in Australia? Perhaps maybe due to the religious apathy of our culture or our our modernist disregard to consider that there is no spirituality, there's nothing supernatural. Maybe that has come into the church a little bit too. We can um, prefer not to think about it, if you know what I mean. 
Or in the church, we believe in God, but we are overwhelmed by evil and we struggle to fathom its influence day to day. And on the other hand, we can swing too far the other way and do be too preoccupied with evil and its outworking and its activity in the world um, that we actually lose sight of God and it undermines our faith. But it's interesting, some of my friends believe in demon possession. They believe that's possible, but they don't believe in God, which is an interesting thought as well. So that means for everyone, demon possession is overwhelming. Therefore, I think the average Jew in Jesus' day and the Christian today are pretty similar. We believe that evil is a reality, but when it comes to things like the manifestation of evil, we do get overwhelmed. If we are aware that evil is prevalent, it depends on how the amount of how much we get overwhelmed depends on our assurance that we are with Christ and his authority. So we'll turn to the scripture now, which is following, um, which is following um, what Ian preached last week. Um, so the story of the Jesus in the synagogue where he's talking about the Isaiah passage and um, they got a bit mad about Jesus, um, telling them that Jesus was for everyone. So that story, we'll pick up straight after that in um, verse 31. Um, then Jesus went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his word had authority. It's important to note here that Jesus was continually teaching in the synagogue. So for a few weeks, Jesus was on the preaching roster. He was there. He had a few passages to talk about. He had planned it all out. Um, And people were amazed because they'd only witnessed these Pharisees who were just teaching the law. They didn't have this, this extra level of authority with that. Imagine if Jesus came to preach here, wouldn't that be pretty amazing? Um, (laughs) He would have a different authority that we've never seen before. It would truly be amazing, purely because he would be preaching about himself. The good news he would be preaching would be about his own authority and about himself as well. But one particular Sabbath um, on the synagogue, uh, sorry, on one particular Sabbath, In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a spirit of an unclean demon. Do you recognize evil at work around you? Did the Jews recognize evil at work around them? Maybe not. If you noticed, the demon was in the synagogue. The people who should be most aware of evil were oblivious to this happening right under their noses. From this verse, we can understand also how to recognize evil. Um, I had a look at the word unclean, and it's really interesting in that it describes the demon as being filthy in appearance and in speech. It also describes the demon as being uh, making the person ceremonially unclean. Because it is opposed to God, it would do things that would make it not able um, or not acceptable in the synagogue. And also, its morality is essentially evil. It is essentially opposite to God. So therefore, we can recognize evil as filthy. Um, It disorders what is right. And it is essentially in opposition to God. Continue in verse 33. And and he cried out with a loud voice, Leave us alone. What business do you have with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? Do you recognize the influence of evil at work around you? You also know why it might be hard for us to recognize evil. It's because evil really doesn't want to be interrupted. The first 
um, remark that the demon has to the presence of Jesus is, leave us alone. What are you doing here? Like, he's, he's very displeased. He's alarmed. He's frustrated that Jesus has rocked up. So I think we can learn that evil does not want to be interrupted. The second remark is, what, have, what business do you have with us? It's quite a literal translation there. Um, but essentially, he's just the, the demon is affirming his opposition to Jesus, um, that they have nothing in common, especially in the synagogue. The demon's att- intentions are completely different to that of Christ. And it's clear because we've just come from the passage of Jesus proclaiming why he's here. He's just come to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has been sent to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight of the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And the demon knows that. After all this, the final remark that the demon says is, I know who you are the Holy One of God. So do you recognize evil around you? Maybe not all the time. But does evil recognize Jesus? Yes, 100% all the time. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And the demon had thrown him down in the midst of the people, and it came out without doing any harm to him. The Lord commanded the demon and to leave, and at his word... The word of the Holy One of God, it obeyed. And amazement came upon them all, and they began talking with one another, saying, What message is this? For with authority and power he commands the unclean spirits. And they come out, and the news about him spread into every locality of the surrounding region. Now, interestingly, this is the first miracle recorded in the Gospel of Luke. And now Luke is all about trying to create this um, identity of Christ, That's a big motivation for his writing. So I thought to myself, what is Luke trying to communicate if this is the first miracle that he records Jesus doing? By casting out this demon from this man, Jesus is pointing to himself as the Messiah. For Judaism believed that the Messianic times, demonic power would be crushed and destroyed. Therefore, the fundamental, the foundational truth that Luke wanted these people to know was that Jesus, as the Messiah, he was saying that he has power and authority over evil. But what is even more amazing is that Jesus overcame this demon before the cross, which is so interesting. He overcame this evil before the work of the cross, which proves that Jesus has authority and power He has, he can, and he will have power in eternity past. So now that we live in this age of of history where Christ's power and influence has been inaugurated, um, we can have hope. Therefore, through closer communion to Christ, through regular prayer and soaking in his word and his teaching, we'll begin to recognize his authority more. Our faith will grow as we see Jesus has indeed defeated evil in the scriptures. And as we grow closer and closer in communion with Christ, we will recognize more that it is of God. Sorry, we will recognize what is of God and what is not of God even more. 
We'll read his teaching and be amazed. We'll read his word and recognize Jesus has authority and power. And we will not need to be overwhelmed. We will not need to be overwhelmed by evil because the Lord has complete authority. So we must look to Christ when we are confronted by evil. We can't fix our eyes on what is evil. We have to look to Christ, the one who has overcome it all, the one who has the authority. Let this story of the demon-possessed man, even though it's a bit obscure in Luke 4, let it encourage us that Jesus does have this authority and he's displayed it. He has displayed it like no other teacher of the law has. So what can we do now that we, we know this? Well, we need to live our lives believing that this truth has an impact, that this truth has implications in our, in our life. First, believing this should really, 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 really empower our prayer. Um, so when we think of Russia, when we're overwhelmed by the enormity of the situation, we can pray with the authority of Christ that he has overcome all evil. So therefore, when we pray, we can pray particularly that Jesus would cast out any evil in the government officials, in the individuals, in the soldiers, in all operations there. Jesus has authority, so we can pray and declare that truth over that situation, over Europe. And we know that political um, agreements and um, sanctions alone won't save this issue because it is a reality of evil in our world. We can play, pray for revival in our communities because Jesus has authority over the addiction, over the, the drugs and alcohol I see in the city. Jesus can um, come and overpower what the enemy has taken hold of and strongholds in our communities. See, if that prayer time was helpful for you today, I encourage you, pray. Pray knowing that Jesus has authority. Let that soak and let that change how you pray. I think rather than asking, do we recognize evil? I think I've learned to ask, do we recognize Jesus? Do we recognize his authority and his power? Because we need not be overwhelmed when we are convinced that Jesus has authority in this broken world. So therefore, let us commune with Christ, let, let us read his teaching, and let us be amazed and let him transform this world by his grace. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come before you as, um, as your children, Lord, and we recognize you as the king of this world, Jesus. Um, God, we thank you for your defeat of evil, Lord. God, and we know that one day this will all be um, fulfilled when you return, Christ, that everything will bow before you, Lord, in heaven and on earth. So, Christ, would you encourage us that you have the power and the authority over this world, God. When we are overwhelmed, may we not be overwhelmed because you are greater and you have the authority, Lord. So I pray that you'd be with us this week. God, would we look to you and would we not be overwhelmed? In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thanks for listening. We hope that you have been blessed by the message. Windsor Road Baptist Church is a growing intergenerational and international community of people committed to whole life discipleship. Please visit us at windsorroad.org.au to connect with us and to learn more about our church.